0: Hello and welcome to this afternoon's County Road Bobblers bo- uh, podcast. It's myself, Witch, uh, joined by Bowler Barry Williams and uh, a repeat guest guest, one of our, our good mates, uh, Matt Barry. Uh, so I'm good to have you yeah, at double Barry tonight. Um, but, uh, hopefully you have a few laughs anyway. Uh, we've actually got our Jude of charms back from all those uh, tours here and there and everywhere. <sighs> Before we get going, um, Barry, I've got a couple of questions. How was the state? You actually recovered from it? I'm not
1: up Good mates was good. Um something different. Like I wouldn't go there every year though. It was uh Um but it was no it was boss. It was like obviously we couldn't go last year, but um it was just good seeing like a few of the lads again. Uh for the footy. Yeah, well, obviously we've not seen each other since May. But next year just gives 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 Europe next year. Sick of going to like America and all that stuff. Do it every two years, not 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 every year. Think think of your fans isn't
0: that. I was gonna ask you about that because uh, obviously I think Kenya and you've done obviously the, the state. I think you said they've only missed some one continent continent are that you haven't done on the preseason now. But pre season plans obviously it always seems a bit last minute doesn't it? You know, it's like
1: Seasons in, then all of a sudden it's kind of confirmed. Um, well, don't, don't want fans to travel, but that's what it is. And no one, me and the lads who go, we, we'll find out anyway. But it's, they don't want it, they don't want fans to travel. That's what it is. That's why, like years ago, when we played in France and Switzerland, it was not Switzerland, Austria, or it might have been Switzerland, it was somewhere. And uh, it was just their last minute. And that's they don't want fans to go, so that that's why they announced it dead late, mate. Same with the dinghy the game of the other day, Blackpool. That was announced what about four weeks ago? Not even not even now. It does seem a bit like short notice, doesn't it? And like, obviously,
0: can yeah, I not really kind of think of these things at the time, but then you play the Arsenal game, and some sort well, Arsenal have already played two games, and you're thinking, played two games already? Why are they ahead of us preseason wise? Matt, do you do you, uh, do you find it a bit? Do you find it a very last minute and you know underwhelming at times some of the season stuff for Everton?
2: Uh, I do, yeah, very much. I think just you know piggybacking on what Barry said, I think that it's it's just typical of the sort of disorganized disorganized nature of the club that. You know, they'd have to put something that's, that's quite, you know, quite a decent schedule in place, and they may have to do things for for fans and, and supporter groups and things like that, and actually engage with us, um, put things on, in terms of you know, facil- facilitating evenings or any sort of player player meet and greets whilst whilst they're away. I think it would it's such a an insular culture in in the club. I think they'd just rather say right, we're playing here, and you can watch it on the club's website which very very rarely works and you know you you pay your membership or you pay your season ticket for for that and you know it that, that very rarely works so you know asking them to organize something with regards to a tour or getting you supporters groups together and things like that then you know I, I think it's I think it's a hard
0: task. I suppose you know I can understand during COVID as well but you know kind of helps to that now um What's the, you know, what is the danger in them now actually saying, right, in 12 months' time next year, we're going to, you know, we're going to play this game, that game, and then, you know, or at least tell us what continent or country we're going to be in, uh, you know, so fans can start preparing ahead of time. Um, you raise a good point about the um, the stream as well. I had this conversation before on the on the fans forum chat, um, we were obviously looking ahead to the agenda. But um, this upcoming month's meeting, uh, and it was one of the things that I added um, to the agenda, was I don't think we can just keep using the excuse every year. There's something else come up with the stream, you know, granted, I've got my season tickets. So, you know, I know that Barry, you were there yourself, but there'll be people who who decide to take up some of these memberships uh, for the likes of pre-season games. Once you start, well, you know, and that, that's not working. I know, you know, some people were saying it was working on apps. Other people were saying it wasn't at all. It's not good. It's really creating issues that are happening year on year. Um, you know, so I do intend to, to actually bring that up with the club on uh, the meeting in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so, yeah, I fully agree on that, matter as well. Uh, Barry, we, 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 obviously, we always ask questions. You know, do you want to ask any questions uh, to our fellow Blues I had a couple of questions around the preseason season tour, so we might as well just include them at the start uh, on these. Rob Fisher um, wants to know what your favourite Traff lager was when you were away.
1: I made four lights in America great.
0: <laughs> Is it as weak? Don't, isn't it like 3.4% off? I well, thought that would be well under your uh, acceptable standard for lager.
1: No, you can drink it all day. Yeah. Off.
0: Uh-huh. I've got to miss it. Miller Lite and all that and all that kind of stuff when you go over there. It's quite, yeah, especially with the hot weather. Oh, well, there you go. So fully endorsed uh, Bud Light uh, by Paddy, uh, who's who's now going to push for that at Bramley Mall. Um, but that wouldn't say it's the same, would it? It'd be like Chang when you take it out of the out of the the continents where it should be and put it in the Turn Stars of Goodison. Uh, and last one, um, Spanish Paul, one of our our friends uh, from the atmosphere. It
1: says
0: uh "Have you
1: actually fully recovered, my body, from in the states and Blackpool, or are you actually dying? I, I'm surprised you're on the podcast think you, you must be recovering somewhat. No, I, I'm still naffed, mate. I'm done in. Um, I'll, like, I'm like, I'm, not so much yet. Like, which is good, but uh, I'm, I'm just
0: like, well, I, I believe you took on a." Uh, Ned and Camp, um, at
1: oh, uh, a, a shot competition oh, as well, didn't you? Oh, no, I didn't take anyone on, they thought they could take me on.
0: Take it take that, ended quite quickly.
1: All the top C V yeah, that they they were nowhere near me <laughs> <laughs> on the on the live
2: today. They were talking about Ned doing shots, and apparently, it go, all got a bit messy for him after one.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, he. <laughs> him. I'm fair to him, give it a go, but he wants, to, he wants to do them where you pour into one, one glass and then drink it where you don't do that, so he, he failed as well.
0: Just uh, very naive, uh, trying to take on Baddy with drinking, to be fair. Um, anyone that's been on a, on a session with Baddy before the game will know that. Um going to miss, I'm quite handy myself for drinking from from dawn till dusk, but I still can't probably keep up with Barry. Um, so, lesson learned there uh, to our, our good friends over the Toffee TV. Uh, so, Blackpool, moving on to that. Um, obviously, finally, we scored a goal. Um, start to look a little bit like a side. Uh, there were some positives, some negatives, some in-betweens. Um, Matt, uh, what could... Obviously, pre-season, you've got to take it in context, have you? You know, it's mids and legs, but it's still nice to actually um, get something from it. Is there anything that stood out from you that we can actually take from that game at the weekend?
2: Um, to, the, the two biggest things for me were I mean, Tarkovsky. Uh, I think was absolutely fantastic, um, and I think is is there were two moments in in the game for him specifically. Um, the first one was the the pass for uh, to release Nathan Patterson for Ron uh, for Tom Davis's goal. Um, he, he hit about 40, 50 yards on a diagonal, which which was absolutely fantastic. But he spotted the space, and you, you could see him you know, lining Patterson up with that. And um, in the second half, he, he tackled. He put a tackle in um, where he sort of stopped dead in his tracks and he put his legs together. And he was just, he, he just looked rock solid. And the kid bounced off of him and <laughs> just took the ball away. And I think, you know, it's. I can't remember the last time I seen someone like that. Oh, I I can't remember one of our defenders actually, you know, literally just being a complete roadblock and stopping somebody in their tracks and they're just walking away with the ball. I thought, you know, yeah, you'll do for me, you. Um, and it was it was nice to see an option of us going down the right hand side where we've been so often over the last the last three or four seasons where we've been so left playing down the left-hand side to, to try and, and attacks and actually seeing somebody with pace like Patterson on the right-hand side, you know, I, he still hasn't made his Premier League debut, but, and I know it's Blackpool, and I know it's pre-season, but, you know, he's, he just seems to be an absolute threat with his pace and that cross that he put in uh, as well was absolutely superb.
0: Yeah, it was nice to see that, wasn't it? You know, and crossing's an art form, you know, it doesn't really matter who you're playing against. Uh, you know, he, Whipped a similar one in for the, the under 23s. Um for oh, I think Lewis Dobbin got his head to it, but he just really had to direct it. Uh he does seem to be able to really get his foot behind the ball and whip it in. Um, he's he's, he's a goal threat as well.
2: I mean, if you ever see any of the Rangers games, especially when they played in Europe, you know, he was always getting into the box, he was always trying cross shots um across goals. So, you know, whether if he didn't score, then he was always, you know, looking for a deflection or the keeping spill the ball and you know, to sort of create chances that way. But He's, he's a tall lad as well.
0: Yeah, he's deceptively quite, yeah, I mean, like you say, he's not really a full-backs build, is he? You know, he, sometimes yeah. you get short of it. Obviously, Luca Dean, Coleman, uh, Leighton Baines, you know, they've all kind of been uh, a similar kind of height. Mm-hmm. But, Barry, obviously, you know, there, there was talk that we'd been doing a lot of work on our full-backs slash wing-backs towards the back end of the season uh, in terms of the attacking. Uh, side of play, you know, certainly pushing them up further up the fields. Don't think we really saw that, and obviously probably had to scrap some of that. But we started to see, obviously, Mikolenko when he he won the penalty at Burnley um, away, uh, when he checked back inside after he he he'd overlapped, and the the Leicester goal as well. I don't think you saw some of it maybe against you know in the internationals for Ukraine. He was certainly bombing on. Uh, I think it was Wales actually, uh, Matthew. You don't watch that yourself, but. Barry, you know, is that what we can expect from our fullbacks this season? Do you do, do you think we're gonna play that way where we're gonna be using wing backs or is it something that, that, that you think that can,
1: can work for us? Probably play like that. Um and he'll will probably go be like a back three, won't it? I mean, don't ask me about Sunday because I bugged in second lounge, so I was on it. <laughs> I I was thinking Arnak with 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 Anthony with Tony Ditch, so we we didn't really see any of the match. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise! Eh? What a surprise!
1: I, I know I finished three two because <laughs> I, I think I seen coming, and then was just too busy on the aisle. But yeah, um, we'll probably we'll probably play that way. Um, and then probably when Coleman plays, it, it'll probably just go to a back four. Uh, but for me, uh, what's his name? Patterson. I mean, I'm not convinced by him, but he starts for me, uh, the Coleman, because Coleman's Coleman's finished now, in he, so, and you need you need people who can get up and down if you're gonna play five at the back, unless he puts um, what's his name there? Unless he puts a Woby there, but I can't see it.
0: Yeah, I think, like you say, there will be, you know, will be an option in a, probably a number of positions. Um, we probably wouldn't have been saying that twelve months ago. Um, we probably would have been looking for, for reasons not to get him on the pitch. And almost now, you're looking for reasons to get him on the pitch. Uh, I fully agree. You know, it's it's nice to have someone on that right side that that we can actually allow Coleman to have a back seat. Probably now. I think yeah. you know, we probably probably be in there getting the last little bit to Coleman for, for far too long. and it's, No one wants to see a player that's starting to get abuse, you know, and obviously shades of Tim Howard towards the end. Um, do you think he will use him as a right centre back, though? Do you think that is an option for us in maybe some of the games against some of the, the lower league team or so, the of part of the division
1: teams? Fucking can hope not, mate, because he can't have the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, obviously. It, do wonder sometimes if he will play that right centre back role as an option. He was playing in there, but maybe that was more out of necessity rather than, um, you know, now, now that he's potentially got what five, five available defenders, well, it's debatable. But he started there with with obviously, I should say, the back three. He started with uh, Tarkowski, uh, he starts at, at left centre back, uh, Yeri Mina um, at centre back, and Ben Godfrey at right centre back. Godfrey at times last season. You know, I think there's a player there, but he has looked a bit unaware sometimes in his own box. Certainly, defending uh, crosses. Uh, be interesting to see him around Tarkowski and Mina more often. That's how we can keep Mina fit. <sighs> it seemed to work. That didn't matter. A certain level of aggression that was was quite appealing, really. And you know, I, I think you know, you had a bit of a mixed range of defenders in that back three. It wasn't all the same of one player, was it? No, I
2: I, I think you know. Tarkovsky's probably the, the perfect person for or perfect center for somebody to come in and, and start to coach, you know, Godfrey through games, um, make his pos- positional awareness a lot better. Um, but he's he, I think he's somebody who who can can organize the the three or the four or the five, whatever, whatever, whatever we're playing at the back. Um, but he's also somebody I think who can take responsibility as well. And when when Mina's been in, in the side with Keen, then it's it's always me. Keane's never the um never the alpha, if you like, for one to the phrase. Whereas in in this, you know, you've got Tarkovsky and Mina. Um, uh, you know, Godfrey's gonna be the understudy or the, the junior partner, but also, you know, the, I think Tarkovsky's always going to be talking him through games. Um, I, and I think he's got the flexibility as well where Tarkovsky can take the ball out of out, out of defense. And you know, Godfrey then can shuffle over and they can become a back four. If um, it's taking the ball up, but Mina's obviously can take the ball out as well, which which we've seen. But Godfrey, you know, he's still got a lot to learn in terms of distribution, um, taking responsibility for the ball, and also he's uh, Barry mentions the Coleman. You know, he's terrible at heading. Godfrey's bleeding awful at heading as well. Yeah. So you know, having two other centre halves in 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 the side, if we do just do go with three at the back who are, you know, far, far better at heading the ball then. I think it takes the pressure off Godfrey a little bit. And, you know, he can be the legs at the back there or he can sweep around.
0: And It, it does seem a bit finely poised, that back three, doesn't it? You know, it's almost like if you lose one of them, then you've got, you know, you're worrying about who comes in next. Obviously, um, Barry, Yeri Mina, um my view on him seems to change. Uh, game High game, to be honest with you. The longer the transfer window has gone on now, I, I'm starting to think just keep him. Uh, you know, he's he's played three games in a week. God forbid, you know, he wouldn't have never expected that. And probably believe that he'll be quite focused as we move towards the World Cup as well. Hope and actually couldn't be gone at the World Cup. I'm just guessing by saying that. Um, Barry, what, what does he stay or or would you sell him if a big comes in?
1: Right, I get rid of him. Would you? I've played three. He's only played. Only really played forty-five minutes in two of them. Yeah, and then, I don't know if he played the full ninety on Sunday. I don't know, um, but I know he's only played forty-five in the other two. So uh, he's not played three for me. He's played. He's played twice. Fair, fair challenge. Yeah, correct as well. He's fifth and sound, but it, he's too. He's, he's too much of a liability for me, and it's. Up at the end of the season, so you know, you can't risk and going on a fucking free transfer, can you?
0: Yeah, we can again, again, you know, following the trends of, of players that have left us on, on free transfers that we've signed for quite a lot of money. No doubt, Andre Gomez may actually go the same way, you know, sign so from Barcelona at the same time. Uh, what about you, Matt? Are you similar to Barry there, or do you take the risk of keeping him free and extending? Or- just move him on uh, I
2: I'd, I'd certainly keep him this side of um of, of the January window I think we could try and personally I'd offer him a couple of years extension and and see if he can bring his wage down um yeah. but I I think with the amount of games that we've got pre christmas because we we've got like six games in august I think you know there's there's five or six games between um, September in the middle of October. Then, I think we need to try and get as many points as we can this side of of Christmas, and then make a decision then on in, in the January window whether you know we let we let them go on a free or we we'll make that decision, or we can we can move them on, or you can still try yeah. and negotiate some more terms with them. But yeah, you know, if we if we were to to lose a centre half this side of um, this side of Christmas, I, I don't believe Michael Keane to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. yeah I've, I mean, I've got to say, I don't like slagging individual players, but I really shudder every time I see Michael Keane around the team, you know, saying to one of the lads earlier on, on, on our group chat, actually. yeah, um, he, he always seems like a player operating above his level. Um, you know, you get, get 70% of the time he's in and around a 7 out of 10. But it's that 30% of the time that really worries me. You know, the, the Norwich game is a prime example where we're up against the caution. and he ends up putting it in his own net. You know, there's obviously the own goal in pre season again. He just looks like a player that, that, for whatever reason, he's just, I just don't think he'll get back to where he needs to be. Obviously, the argument is the Palace game and, you know, that was a pressure situation. He managed to get a goal. But it's them other games. I just really worry about it. You know, and as soon as I see him in, in, the, in the lineup, I worry. Uh, and I, much more than I do so actually the other players. Uh, but you, you wonder where the market is, don't you? That's the problem. You know, who's gonna come in for you know, Mason Holgate, who's gonna come in, but Michael Keane, you know, and if, if, if they are then then why haven't they already? Uh, you know, so it's I just think we may end up being stuck with a few of them again. You know, the ideal situation probably sell one and then bring someone else in, another steady Eddie, you know, that can can be available for 38 games and be relatively consistent.
2: Well, apparently Moise likes keen, doesn't he? And the, the kid they signed, um, the centre back, he's he's done his ankle, so he's, he's had an operation today.
3: Oh,
0: right. So, right.
2: Yeah, so you don't know how long he's out for, so you, you never know. Questar might come in for him.
0: Yeah, well, there rumours he was trying to move Zuber so on as well, wasn't he, after, after Catgate. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, interesting. I think it's going to have plenty of twists and turns. Yeah, I know it's not exactly been the, the most exciting transfer windows up to now. Um, again, question was asked around uh, Delhi, um, so I'll, I'll probably come on to this now. Uh, Christine Harris said, uh, do you think some of the lack of transfer uh, business has, has been to the fact that, you know, we've, we've potentially got to pay spares uh, some money towards Delhi after 10 and 20 appearances? Obviously, I said the last um podcast I think Delhi, if he would keep him may have a, a particularly good season I quite fancy him playing in that that Kale slash Bollini role uh, striker high up the fields problem is then you've kind of got to accommodate him within a system like we did Kale. you could never really play him in a 4-4-2 you could almost really have to put a couple of players behind him um, port on Delhi, you know is it firstly is it affecting the transfer window do you think that's already factored in or, or it's certainly you know uh, a level of thinking, uh, and how much effect do you see him having? You know, where does he play for you in the side, or, or does he not play at all?
1: He he should start every game for me. He's yeah, midfielder. Fucking simple as that. And we don't know Spurs not until it's not ten games, it's twenty. So you look. Know. You're looking what? If he plays every game, you're looking at least because he only played about six last year. So you're looking you November before you've even got to pay a penny off for him. So no, I don't I don't think is fee Is it gonna have anything to do with the transfer business at the minute? They're, they're probably just waiting for the right player. Well, not the right player, but see who blink first. Same with you know with like Corner that. Like, obviously Bernie are desperate for money. We're desperate to get him on. To not pay as much money, so it's just going to be a case that we blink first. Like, signings are going to happen, so I don't think that's not to do with it. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, I, I think I had this discussion similar what you just said there, Barry, earlier on. That someone said we're skins. Well, yeah, we've got to operate within certain margins for profit and sustainability, but. You know maybe that's because as you say they they're trying to keep wiggle room so they can they can get as much out you know as much bang for the book as such as they can. Um, Matthew similar thinking with Delhi just you know do you see a place for them as well in the side and you know do you think as Barry says there that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to hold out for for other teams really to, to come back to the negotiation table?
2: Yeah I think so. I think if if you look at Burnley and, and Watford for example. You know, Burnley have got a massive amount of money to pay um, in in terms of the loan, and they've they've sold Pope. You know that that's their big hitter. They've only sold. You know they still got Corney. They still got Dwight McNeil on the books. Um, They've got Brownhill, the central midfielder. So you know the 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 players who they would have hoped they would have got money for, you know, are, are still there and their season starts next week. So if you think about it, you know, if if they start playing those players and one of them gets injured, then then they're not going to play. So they're either going to, you know, sit them on the bench or they need to try and get rid of them. And same for Watford as well with Emmanuel Dennis and, and Ishmael Star, you know, they're they're not if they're not trained, they're not training with the main group. They're training on their own. But you know, you've got 40 million pounds worth of asset there. You know, I know they've got Udinese, so you know, absolute worst case scenario is they could probably send them to Italy. But you know, that's that's just kicking the can down the road in terms of trying to realise some cash for them. So, you know, I think it will get to the point now where you know clubs are talking about or in talks with those players, but nobody's pushing the button on them. So yeah, I think one of the, the articles we're reading today is that you know, three clubs have spoken up to Burnley about corny but they're all offering a similar type of deal you know five million down now and five million over over a period of time um so yeah, i think it's quite obvious that you know, a lot of clubs are in, in the same position I mean, there's one or two clubs who are going out spending heavily at the moment but you know i don't forest you know i think i think they've gone shit or bust i think yeah in, in terms of, of, of what they're doing um and and leads as well to a certain degree you know they've They've made some, some good sign-ins, but I think if you make seven or eight, nine, but Forrest, I think are 11 sign-ins now, then you still got to integrate all those players. So, you know, even though we've been quiet at the moment, I think we're biding our time. I think we're waiting for the for the right moment. And if we've got, I think it's like 30 odd million I think people are talking about that we've got, then you, you need to make that go a long way. But then you know, we haven't brought any loan players in either. So... You know, I, I I think we'll get three or four by by the end by the time the window closes.
0: Agreed. You know, I think that's that's the that's anything, you know certainly think that's what we need to be looking at. I think we will get there. Like you say, uh, was it Fulham that a few years ago did that? Where they signed a loads of players these where they got like yeah. Seri, brought yeah uh, Anderson. Um, you know, I think they they went on a, a bit of a spray didn't they, and it backfired on them a little bit. Um. Mm. Barry, obviously you like your your early calls and you you called Leeds as going down last season. I think Sheffield United you called the season before. You were nearly right, and you know two seasons on the run there, bar a couple of games at the end of the season. As uh, Matt mentioned about uh, Leeds doing a lot of business, um, do you still think they're going to be in the shit next year? Any early calls from you?
1: Go this year. they will go this year. they will go down this year. Yeah. Bottom will be Brentford, Forest, and Bournemouth. That's your bottom three. Default.
0: Brentford, Bournemouth, and I suppose you know I still one. I, I, would have expected Tony maybe, maybe to move on. Uh, but no one seems to have come in for him. I, I was curious whether Newcastle would try and bring him back there, but they don't seem to have moved for him at the moment. Eriksson was obviously a huge. Plus for Brentford in terms of the the upsets that he allowed them last season, so yeah, it will be quite interesting. Um, so
1: he Alex the only reason Brentford's stays Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't, don't totally disagree with you at all. I uh, don't totally disagree. Uh, it, it's always a risk, isn't it? You know, I think the one before we were talking to to you one of our about on the bottles before. I mean, you're talking about, um, about, you know, the frustration for a lot of Evertonians is that we seem to be shopping in the in the, the English leagues. Uh, you know, we're not really going out to, say, Belgium or France. You know, obviously there's been rumours we will look at Anana, for example, uh, you know, a player that wasn't necessarily on the radar of the media, uh, but the fee seemed to be growing and growing. Um, obviously there was, um, I forget the lad's name now, the Belgian winger today, uh, one of you's... Will, Sure, uh, Noah Lang. Um, Noah Lang yeah. uh, not necessarily linked to Everton, but he has been in the past. Uh, not, not you know, not really a bad fave, 20000000 million Euros, um, that, that he may be available for. Um, do you think we're not in a position to take some of these risks? Um, obviously, you see Leon Bailey last year. Now Leon Bailey might well go on to have a really good season this season, but the risk is you know they take twelve months to embed themselves and. Um, we can't really afford to have players that are going to take twelve months. Do you think it's? Do you think that's some of the factors going on at the moment? Do you think we'd be a bit more risky if we were in a much more secure position in terms of what we look at recruitment-wise?
1: Ah, look, this agenda that we don't sign people from abroad. We do. Tell me the last two people we signed from abroad. Go on, you can tell us, Barry. <laughs> Same me having to think. Abaman. Yeah. There yeah. you go, yeah. Nice. Right. So maybe the club have just gone, no, we're not getting players from abroad because they're fucking crap. <laughs> it, it, you know, One oh. thought. know what I mean? The goalie, Robert Olsen, shite.
0: Dracula. Scared across crosses, wasn't he? Um, it, it, it is a risk, isn't it? You know, and I, I mean... You see other sides as well, you know, uh, Spurs, uh, Dian Dombolet, obviously he was a a Gucci player that was considered to be like, you know, custom made for the Premier League. Nabi Keita, you know, across Stanley Park again, 50, 60 million pound player come in. Um, I mean, Thiago, to, to a certain extent, he did settle in the end, but he struggled certainly that first six months, he'd get more yellow cards, he looked like a like a, a fellow that was struggling on Sunday League level, booting everyone around the park and getting bookings, he was looking not to get sent off in quite a few games as well. Uh, you know, you look at um, the the lad over at Leicester. Um, I'm trying to remember it's his married. name. Yeah. Um, so that it's not without risk, is it, Matt, Matt? What are your thoughts on it? You know, because it is a bit of a madison at the moment. Online, you know, why aren't we buying inserts? You know, any old player from blood?
2: I, I think there's I think that... There's quite a lot of aspects you could look at it. I think from from our point of view, you know, you look at the players who, who we have brought from abroad, as, as Barry mentioned. You know, Kabamin, a disaster, Moise Keen, disaster, Jen Tosin, disaster, um, oh, oh. the- disaster, <laughs> disaster. Yeah, you know, Mina, Mina's been hitting this when he's been fit. He's he's been fine. You know, even going back to just absolute waste of spaces like you know Kuku Martina, people like that, Davy Klassen. You just reel them off, you know the the players who we've brought in from abroad. But then, have we recruit? If we done our due diligence in terms of recruitment? You know, we've if if you look at you know, the, the biggest successes in in terms of you know the machinery era, where we've signed players from abroad, where you know they're not really from abroad because Garner had a season with Villa, Richarlison had you know, a season with with Watford, and you know, on the handful of, of successful signings we've made. You know, the majority of them have had Premier League experiences. We've we've not, we've never brought anybody from outside. You know, probably Luca Dean is probably the standout. Um, what we brought in from another league has actually done well, and we we've, we've we've moved him on for money. Um, I I just think we're hedging so much on getting through this season, getting through next, getting to the stadium, repairing the balance sheets in. In, in a position where we can actually start spending some, some good money again, you know, hopefully it'll won't be at the cost of having to sell Pickford or, or Carver Lewin next season. You never know. We may be, but you know, it, it, one of the questions we had earlier, which, which we'll come to, I think will, will, will feed quite well into this. Um, but I think we've, we've had our fingers burnt so many times with poor recruitment, but I think that's probably fed by the amount of poor managers that we've recruit, we've employed and give them, you know, the company credit card and gone out and, and blew a fortune on.
0: Agreed. Um, you know, and I think you, you're far more likely to be risk-averse when you're in the position that we're in, uh, where you know, you, you are almost, you know, it's Arkowski, actually is a breath of fresh air and a free transfer, you know, because you've just got to play there that's actually, you know, in the league and you can be in 38 games, you know, and I'd certainly like to be more adventurous, you know, maybe bring some of these players in from some of the Belgium leagues and, and what have you, but I just don't think at the moment, you know, it's it's catch 22, you know, it's all well and good you know, bringing them in, but then where are they going to settle in the championship next year after they have 12 months of settling in and we, we go down um, so it's, it's trying to get that balance, you don't necessarily want more Lingards um, you know, players that are going to be on, on really, really high wages 200 grand a week, you know you uh, know and that's sometimes the, the danger of, you know, the, the cast-offs from, from elsewhere. Um, but on the, on, on the flip side of that, you know, it's 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 getting that balance right. So we stay up next season. Hopefully we're in a position where we, we can actually enjoy the season a bit more. Um, I certainly hope so. I don't think the health can take another season like last season. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just go on to a question um, that was asked as well about, um, about loans um uh, Steve Kelly. Uh, Steve mentioned about uh, you know the potentially what what, what are our thoughts when you know you you, you bringing a player in to develop for other clubs, um, Barry. What what are your thoughts on the loan market? Do you think that that's a danger that you're bringing a player in? Bit of a short term outlook. You know you 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 almost don't develop your own pipelines and you develop more players and you're back to square one as well most
1: time. Yeah. Uh depends if it is because you know you look at when we bought Lukaku on loan but like yeah it's sound and then obviously we done well and we bought him so you know if if, if you do well you, you're more than likely signing them. we've done it with, with Lukaku done it with Darafeo done it with you know, so we just, we've done it with someone else as well but you know if it doesn't work out it's and just volley them back like Van der Glad to see you later. Done. So it doesn't really bother me, and it's better to have fucking squad depth in it. So I I see it as a no lose situation. Me. I
0: think that's a good point as well. The squad depth, obviously, five
1: substitutions this
0: year. Uh, you know, we, you know, at the same time, you know, we we may be sending by all accounts quite a few of our our players off to be developed elsewhere. You know, so if that then frees up a gap, uh, for you know, like some Isaac Price or Lewis Dobbin to be able to move elsewhere, you know, and allow them to to um, to develop elsewhere. Um, are you the same thinker, Matt? Uh, you know, would you factor in a potential to, to buy them as well, a buy option, or you know, do you think we can be picky at the moment where we are? Um, I'm I'm all
2: for it to be honest. I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a great way for the club to to try and move themselves forward. Um, on a on a very low risk um, basis, I think you know if 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 you get a player, I think Southampton know, uh, did it with You know they signed him for for five million last season. I think Chelsea have got a buyback of I think it's like twenty five or thirty million. You know, and and it, it's it's a good way to do it. You know, I, I think that there's a lot of scope for us to do that. I think with you know Kevin Fallow coming from. You know worked in the Red Bull organization, then he would have seen things like this where you know you've got obviously Salzburg and then Leipzig or you know even players coming from America and putting them into the uh, into the Salzburg and and, and Leipzig system where you, you can you can be a little bit more um a bit risky because you know, the, the liability isn't isn't with you it's with with the parent club at the end of the day if it doesn't work then, then you send them back if if it does work then you know, perhaps as part of the negotiation of bringing them in, then you can have a fee there, which which you've agreed, and you know, have have the buyback. Should should they do well with us? So, yeah, you know, I, I I think the sad situation with our club is now is that you know we we're not the destination for players. we're you know we're we're the bit in the middle, we're the stop on the way to to the destination. And I think that you know, we can do really well out out of things like that. You just got to look at Barry mentioned Lukaku. You know we he was never going to end up. We were never going to be his last club, but, you know, we bought him for 30 million. We sold him for you know, 85 million. You know, De Feo, when we had him at Barca, Barca had a tiered buyback system where, you know, if they bought him back after the first year, it was X amount, the second year, X amount. And, you know, so it's, it's something that the club, you know, has, has done before. and we've, we've had real good success out of it. But I think the where we are now financially, then I think, I believe that it's, it's something that the club should look at very, very seriously.
0: Yeah, no, full agreement again, lads. Um, not much I'm disagreeing with today, actually, but uh, I think, you know, the other side of things as well is, you know, I think we've got quite a few players that have been good for six months, 12 months, and and then all of a sudden, you know, year three and four of the contracts, you know, sometimes year two of the contract, they seem to, to be non-existent. You know, I think, it, you know, the, the loan, Market certainly gives you a player that wants to, to prove themselves over that period of time. You know like you say. You know, there's been like Banny Fernandez, Fernandez, for example, Landon Donovan, a couple alone there. You know, plays over the years. Actually, we brought in and I know people have thrown probably some unsuccessful ones at us as well. But that's, it's all about balance, isn't it? You know, you, you certainly get a player that wants to potentially prove themselves. You know, I think you still got to do that due diligence. Due diligence. You know, I think to be um, an interest one, more Moseley because. Probably came to us quite motivated, thought that, yeah, no future at Man United. And then during that period of time, Ten Hag was appointed at United, and all of a sudden, you probably thought, fuck this for free. You know, I'm going back to United in the summer. Um, I don't really need to bother me my arse here now. Um, so, but yeah, you know, there is always a bigger picture around that. You know, I think that if you can potentially get a, a buy option in, in, in the, the fee, I think then, then fair enough if you can't. At the very least, you know, you might have a, a circa 13, 14 where all the journalists were complaining because we bring bringing players on loan and we couldn't necessarily afford them. And again, you know, it was a, an evident thing we cheat the system as we always get seen to do in the media's eyes. Um, interestingly, before, Matt, you tagged, uh, I've seen you tagged all uh, the uh, Ali Rudd's hands uh, in, in the full announcement to the, the sponsorship. you would expecting an article from from Ms Rudd tomorrow about uh, the... the Outlandish, bet and sport sponsorship. Uh,
2: I doubt it. I doubt it. It's uh, it's not Everton, is it? So, you know, I think she's uh, she should stay quiet over that. But uh, <laughs> it's just just another stick to be to be Everton with. But you know, when another club does it, then it all seems to be quiet in a London club as well. So, I'd uh, I'd be sure her employers have told her to pipe down. Yeah.
0: Sure, Martin Ziegler won't be rushing out, typing an article up either. Hold Zeke's, uh, holds a <laughs> to the course. Um, so, yeah, the, I mean, the meeting's always an interesting one, isn't it? Um, just going to uh, last question. We've got a couple more questions actually uh, Matty Steadman, um, how important will Mikolenko and Patterson be in Frank's system moving forwards? Can we see them playing in the system week in, week out? I think we can't touched on that before. Um, so yeah, so Barry mentioned about the fact that Patterson, you know, certainly gives us an option down there. Maybe a Wobi as an alternative. But yeah, it was nice to see. Obviously, you know, two fullbacks, both turning up with a goal and assist, and um, you know, a couple of assists for Patterson. So yeah, no, I think we touched on that, Matty, But yeah, fully in full agreement. We probably will start to see them playing and, and be a regular feature there. And the frustration was, I, I was really frustrated actually whether Patterson was going to get a goal last season. Uh, not, you know, I know he wasn't uh, didn't necessarily shine shine a fantastic fire when he when he started the cup, but I think that was more the formation rather than him. Um because Kenny played as well, I think that day, right centre back. But uh, the, the rumours were he was impressed in training. He was going to start playing and then the injury struck as always, so, you know, the Everton Care. So yeah hopefully next season will be the season we'll see see more of uh Matt seeing, seeing as you're on on the actual uh, Podcast today, we before we 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 managed to actually draft you in. Uh, you did have a question for Barry around Barclay So before asked Barry, um, <laughs> Matt, Barclay, um, you ask Barry, Matt Barkley, would you bring him in? Would you? Is that what you were you mentioned him before, or I, I,
2: I in my defence, in, in the question, I did say using a, not not using an emotional decision, but a footballing decision. Um, I, I yeah I would I would I, he was the last the last midfielder that we've had who actually ran forward with the ball um, with his, with his head up and you know I know I know he comes with incredible amount of baggage um, but I, I I think with a heavy heart I'd probably say that you'd have to make a football decision over a, a a personal or personnel decision I think. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's not going to be a popular
0: Bye. one, that. Paddy, you are to play?
1: No, that, that, that's
0: it. <laughs> 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 Any temptation at all, Body gets a last transfer day of the season and he's the, only, he's the only show in town left? Nope. Nope. <laughs>
1: would, you, Baz, would, would you rather us keep Andre Gomez? I'd I'd rather keep Tom Davis mate. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I understand that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want my... Up again, he's yeah. That and people answered saying them back. And just no, that's why we're a charity club mate. Yeah, no, no I, I honestly I'm just I'm looking at it in in such a such
2: a polarized point of view. It's just just a, a midfielder who can run forward with the ball and pass the ball and. Yeah, I think we've been so starved of that over, over the last last couple of seasons, you know. Ever, since Garner left, and and you know, we found out that Gomez can only go backwards and sideways without any sort of cover. That yeah, it's desperate. I suppose
1: that's what it is. Desperate. I'd rather go desperate, mate.
0: I mean, the the, the thing I think with, with Barkley as well. I don't think Lampard likes him. Uh, you know, despite the fact you know the, ob- the obvious thing to say, well, he's it's Chelsea, Frank's been at Chelsea, but he started to play him a bit deeper when when he was there, you know, in, the, in that formation, he started to play him um, in a slightly deeper role. And then I think there was a couple of occasions where he went on the piss in, in London, uh, and I seen getting escorted out of a, out of a, a club or a, a hotel in London bladders. Uh, and then there was another occasion in Liverpool City Centre, I think, where he had to take away and he had some kind of argument with a black cab driver, driver drunk I don't think Frank entertained him after that. You know, you've got to remember as well, Lampard was a constant professional. You know, he was someone that that was, you know, seen as a, a role model around the training grounds. So I, I just don't think that Lampard would entertain him. You know, I, don't, I think we're trying to get rid of that culture at the club. You know, and I don't think inviting Barkley back through the door will we'll change that. Yeah, he's the last show in town then. But again, is he what we need? You know, I think getting rid of Gomez, I'd like to see probably a player that, that, that can play a slightly different way than what we've got already in the squad. You know, I think we certainly need someone there that can sit. Um, Adam Barkley to it, that would
1: be, you no. know,
0: I just don't see, I see a world where it happens. I hope I'm wrong anyway, because there are a few rumors going around, but there are always these rumors each year of, you know, buying flats and all that stuff, but we'll see. Um, also, I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he's on shitloads of wages as well, I think. You know, by all accounts, I think Chelsea got him on a massive contract there. So, again, you know, is he, is he another player that we're going to bring through the door who's got a bad attitude? He's on big wages and, and his, his concentrations lie elsewhere other than the football fields. You know, I just... And just because it can't be asking Bill Kenwright, you know, talking about the called Sun's returns. You know, welcome back, Ross, you know, and... Welcome home and all this kind of stuff. I don't want to see that. You know, like Buddy says, it's we, we shouldn't be a charity club. You know, we shouldn't be a case of inviting people back if he's not. He's had his chance, you know, and he's pissed it against the wall and then someone set it on fire. Um so yeah, I'm not sitting on the fence with that one. <laughs> no for me as well. Um if you just the last question then, lads. Um one player, hopefully we get three or four in, but one player, uh Barry, I'll start with you. If you could just get the, you know, your one way of a realistic sign, and who would that be, and why?
1: Fucking hell! Um, number, I don't know, lads. But a number eight who can pass the ball.
0: Go on, tell me more. Got to be someone out there that stands out to
1: you. Won't happen, but someone like someone like Conor Gallagher. Yeah. Fantastic player, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Not him. Go for I think a centre-forward would make us cover shite. Ben, well, do you ben, fancy... Go on. Four goal goals. That's, that's all I want. Not a, not a centre-forward who we'll do, do, fucking had a good six months and has been shite since. Again.
0: So, yeah, so we center forwards with goals. Dennis, do you fancy him, Ben? He's, he's someone that stood out here at all with one of the lines linked up front.
1: But he, would, but he wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't be breaking the bank for him.
0: Yeah, there's a, a lot of money, isn't it, asking. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So I think it's outright. You definitely need more goals on the side. Uh, Math, anyone standing out to you? you as your number one pick if you had your choice? We
2: well, are desperate for number six, and, you know, Florian Greenwich. Is around. He's free. He hasn't got a club. Averages thirty games a season. I don't know why we're not talking to him. Yeah, you know, a real performed at you know decent level at Hoffenheim. <sighs> yeah, you know, I I don't know. I don't know why we haven't been linked with him. I don't know why we're not talking to him. I know you have spoken speaking to Brighton and, and that didn't happen, but you know you've got a, a very good player who's operated at a decent level, who's available for nothing, and you know, you've still got your. Your pot to to you know try and get your other three or four players in as well. Yeah, I'd imagine his wages aren't too restrictive. You know, I don't, you know Bundesliga is probably you know a relatively good wage, but not you know an excessive wage. So I don't know why I don't know why we're not speaking to him. To be honest, it's, it's a bit of a no brainer for me. He's twenty six. You know, he's got the magical resale value. So yeah, that that'd be me, and it, it leaves us with. With the money that we've got, which we can spend, but other thing as well, I'd be probably speaking to clubs like Juventus, clubs like PSG, Barca, like okay, you know, What what have you got? Who can we take with on loan again? You know, limiting limited the risks.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. There, there was certainly one of the bubblers. as um someone messaging the other day. He um, doesn't claim to be in there by any stretch of the imagination. It was one of his family members. Um, and he's being asked uh, Are you aware of Everton San, a PSG player, Brazilian that's moving into a complex in Anfield, out to where Matip was, was was living? Um, so we, we were racking our heads thinking who would that be? But there's only so many options. So the only one we could think of is, is Rafinha Al-Ferrante. uh obviously, Thiago's brother who's, who's over at Liverpool. Uh, he's been getting offers out on local places you know, someone who plays box to box, higher up the fields playing space, good on, good on the ball. so I'm not Would, sure would you take maybe. Garner back?
1: <sighs> yeah, but he's not going to sign
0: The kit stuff worries me to be honest with you, you know, this stuff over yeah. the um, uh, I'm not wearing the LGBT kits uh, yeah. two years in a row. Uh, I don't know I mean, you, you never know if this stuff's, you know, rumours or, or there's any truth to it. But I think I don't think that goes down too well. Uh, I think the optics are bringing them back after we bought a play for twenty odd million, three, four, five years down the line, you know, mm-hmm. it gets down to the situation. They may well actually pull the in and go for them, but I don't know. You you do wonder who's on the radar there. Uh, Frank's already mentioned that has need a, you know, that we need a player potentially get yeah. to play that way maybe we are waiting for someone else to leave and then we might pull a pin on something big there you know maybe it might be an, an honour or, or someone like that they might be able to leverage some terms there that suits Everton over four or five years um but yeah I mean, it could get interesting you know i certainly think we will lose use them loan spots you know and, and like you say likes of PSG will be tapping some of these players around on loan with the you know Juventus and Barcelona are strapped for cash, you know there'll be players there potentially as well. Um, so there will yeah. be a market for players. You know the two domestic loans and potentially two from from uh, teams abroad as well. So I think it's definitely some scope for us to do some improvements. But they may well be the the later end ends of the window. That, I mean, I mean the thing that worries me, Matt. I'll be honest with you, is that I looked at that fixture list and I thought that Chelsea game. I think that will take care of itself because of the fans, that you know, the coach welcoming. That's no time going to happen, you know. I think that you know we've always had a good record at Chelsea. It's a later game, and I thought, yeah, we could get a bit of momentum going there. You know, maybe win two or three games. The worry is if we don't actually bring anyone in, and we're hanging on to the end, you know, the end of the window, we then lose two or three, four games, and all of a sudden, yeah. you know, the, the negativity seeps in. You know, people that then, you know, even you know, the, the positive ends of, of the fan base start, start jumping on, on Frank Lampard. Because um, yep. there's still some people out there questioning. Him. I don't think he should be. I think he needs to be given time. But that's the money for me. You know, I think that, you know, ultimately that the issues that we've got in the boardroom, as in the mismanagement over a number of years, might start not only to affect Frank's preparations, but they might well end up costing his job as well. Uh, you know, if things don't go right for
2: us in the, the first few months, yeah, I think it's spot on. You know, we I think there's five five games before the window closes. Yeah, you know, I think the first three are we. We could probably. I, I don't think that five points is unrealistic. Yeah, you know, then then we've got then we've got the derby on the third of September, so you know, God knows how that's going to go, and it's really early into the season. But you know, when when Mishiri's saying judges, you know, yeah. At the end of the window, you, know, you, you you can't write off five games, you just can't do it. You know, it's it's a hell of a gamble and it's putting an immense amount of pressure on the manager.
0: It, it, I mean, it's a worrying statement, isn't it? It is, there's no ways get down. To it, it's a worrying statement. But are you, are you the same thing? And you know, what we discussed there is what, what do you think he meant by that? Do you think it is a Kicking the can down the moment, um, down the road moment, or or do you think you know it's something bubbling in the
1: background that we just don't know about? Uh, no, I don't think it's kicking the can down the road. Like it's just the, the transfer window doesn't shut till the first of September, so you know you. So what what he's saying is sort of right, but if he, he's not writing off five games, he's just saying that. You know, if it's not gone right on the first September, then yeah, then then then. But well, I don't think what he was saying was wrong. If it, if being like, because if the transfer window shut next week, he'd he said, "Judge me next week." So yeah. like without without fucking backing him up. He he's sort of, of right. It's as simple as that. Do you, do you think if results don't go you know relatively well though it'll be
2: a bit like, well, you know, you, you promised us this and we haven't had it and
1: you know, it, it just adds more fuel to the fire, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's that's what I mean. So so like if, if it's if it doesn't start well, yeah. then come the first of September, if it's not approved. Then that's where people have right to kick off. That's 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 the way I see it. Do you, do you think though that it, it'll end up at the manager's
2: door though? Because he's he's not going to fight him. He's not going to fire those clowns in the boardroom, is he?
1: It'll, it'll just be the manager will bear the brunt of it. And you think you'd you'd think, yeah, think so. You know the the manager, the manager. I'm fucking fact. I don't know. I'm fucking no. You'd hope the manager wouldn't lose his job after five games, but with this fucking clown, you don't know, do you? Mm-hmm. No,
3: absolutely,
1: absolutely. But I do, I do. I don't, you know, I don't think it's fair to judge him now. I don't think it's fair to judge the owner now because he's. That's yeah, like you know, he's acknowledged his mistakes last year. He's he's out twice this year. This. And this isn't me defending him by the way before fucking mm. people. He's he's come out twice and communicated. And then he's just said, just judge me on, on the first of September. Yeah, I can judge me on the fifth of fifth of August when all the signings are in place. Yeah. But you tell me a time when Everton have had the transfer the transfer business done before the start of the season, when the transfer window's been open. They've, they've it's watched.
2: rare, isn't it? You can
1: think of the season
2: when you got Keane and Claassen and lot but you know the time before that is we got Lescott. got the season got Lescott fairly early, wasn't it? And Johnson, I think from memory. But yeah, other, other than
1: that, it's just always been late, hasn't it? It's not. It's not noted for Everton to do the business late. No. And where where is you know we all like silence. be through the door on the first of July done but yeah. sometimes footy just doesn't work like that, and that's that's not me defending them. That's just my opinion. No, I, I think you know, I think
2: you're spot on in some respects. It's like we talked about earlier, where you know clubs are waiting. You're waiting for that domino, on you're waiting for one to go, in and everybody to follow suit. Then, or you know, sort of who who blinks first. But I think in in our case, because you know the club's such a shit show, and the way it's run, that it's just one thing after the other after the other, and when, if they go away on tour, they get beat by Arsenal, fair enough, but when they get smashed to bits by Minnesota, you're thinking, right, what's next? Um, and yeah. I think for a lot of people, and it's just berserk as this sounds, you know, Blackpool on the last weekend game was a must-win. I, I, I dread to think what oh, would happen if we could have lost that. Loss
0: yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think the past is probably weighing on our minds now. You know, I certainly don't make it, you know, to make it a secret how, you know, my distaste for the current board and machinery I'm really not a fan of them, Um you know, and probably is weighing on my mind because I'm starting to look at kind it, of thinking, yeah, it's going to end up with Frank Lampard losing his job, you know, is it going to end in, you know, the, I mean, I say that be simply because the evidence is there, you know, it's the last few years, it's, it just seems to be shit show after shit show, whether it's, you know, the transfer window, we Perform badly, and one that knocks onto the the other one. You know, the 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 commercial performance isn't where it needs to be. The argument is then it's because of, we're not a successful side, but we're not a successful side because we don't spend our money well. You know, the pre seasons are always last minutes. The kit launches are always last minutes. There's always obviously mitigating circumstances. So you know, I, I know that obviously COVID's happened, and you know there, there was various stuff uh, that has happened, um, but you know just there always seems to be an excuse there and you do get tired, um, you know, of them, don't you? You know, you just want things that for one bloody summer, one week to be normal in the world of Evertonia. You know, we just don't seem to be able to to get there. You know, there's always something that comes up or some issue. Um, tired looking at Twist at the moment, you can't even stand going on there half the time. You know, you're doing strong and you end up pissed off by the time you, you finish reading it the timeline. But you know, it's the situation we're in, you know, it's a very real situation. You know, and fans are rightly very angry out there as well. Uh, so yeah, let's just hope because that's all we can do. Um we actually see Frank Lampard with a stronger team going into the season and coming out of the window than he, he finished uh last season because we're gonna need him. Um sorry to end on a on a bit of a negative there, but yeah, it's uh Where we are, where we're at. Uh, Hopefully, we get a a good result there at Kiev on Friday for anyone that's going. Uh, And yeah, it'd be just nice to see us come out with a couple of wins there on the bounce and and go with a positive outlook uh, for the first game of the season. And hopefully, a a fully fit side and and not an injury played season like last. Uh, But thank you for listening, Matt. Big thank you to you as always and Barry. um, Thanks as always. We've managed to pin you down, uh, so it's good to have you back on as well. Um, so uh, thanks for listening all, uh, and uh, let's see what happens uh, going into the season. Let's keep our fingers crossed. But more importantly, let's keep United, um, and, and you know the fans are this football club. I don't let anyone ever tell you any otherwise. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll probably be back more regular after the season's off.